Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. I'm Major Jackson, and this is The Slowdown. This week, we're doing something special. We're exploring poetry in all its forms with kids who write, rhyme, and sing about their lives. Today's co-host is Adelaide. She's 15 years old and a passionate tennis player. She practices five days a week. Besides being good with a racket, Adelaide has a way with words. She's always writing, pretty much every chance she gets. I write at school, in the library, on the bus, um, between my my violin lesson in school, while I'm waiting for food. Um, <laughs> she even writes during tennis practice. I'm not quite sure what really makes tennis such like a lucrative place for ideas, but I feel like it's something to do with like focusing on hitting the ball and like that that your mind actually kind of like becomes in sync with your body and then you get more ideas. One of my favorite poems that she's written is all about tennis. It's called Tuesday is for Tennis Players. And it has an opening stanza that is full of delicious sounds. My newly strung racket strings are taut, tenuous fibers reinforced. The handle, regripped, slashes through plumes of clay on the court. I was curious to hear more about all the unusual places Adelaide discovers poetry. So I invited her into the studio to chat some more. Welcome to the studio, Adelaide. Thanks, Major. It's great to be here. We're happy you're here. One of the things I enjoy about your poem, Tuesday, is for tennis players, is how you infuse it with so many sounds. Thank you so much. Yeah, one of the things I really wanted for this poem was like to really embody the sounds of playing tennis mm-hmm. when it's read aloud. Mm-hmm. So I hope I achieved that. Oh, very much so. One of the other things I love about the poem is that for most people— Playing tennis doesn't strike us immediately as a poetic activity. It's a game. It's competitive. It's about hitting a ball. Can you think of any other object, place, or activity that might not seem poetic on the surface that's also made its way into your poetry? Um, Well, yes, definitely. For example, um, brand names like Lululemon, Spotify, they found their way into a poem that I wrote called Olympians, Modernity. It basically features the Greek gods and their interaction with the modern world. I used brand names to contrast classical antiquity with like modern consumerism and technology that we're all familiar with today. So cool. By writing about these very familiar brand names in our lives, you in a way make them more familiar to us. Also, I think it grounds poetry in like our modern world. It makes it sort of accessible for everyone. Would you mind reading that poem for us? 
Yes, I would love to read my poem. Okay. I crawled from the embers, head a whirl and mouth agape, bedraggled and dazed from the searing heat of flame. Hestia of the hearth glared stonily at me. A brief moment, and she plugged her headphones back in. Stirring aimlessly, bound for eternity, she hummed Spotify's charting in a futile attempt to embody mortality. I, pityingly, met her gaze. Wonderingly, I wandered aimlessly through Olympus's gilded halls. Zeus's portly figure, gorging on Ben and Jerry's, a tub, a pint, the millennium abruptly turned. The faint glow of Netflix outlined against his throne. An Aphrodite, fake French tips tapping interminably on her iPhone 15 Pro. Demeter's seething vines gradually began to wilt. Shriveled stalks and genetically modified withered corn husks littered the marble floor. Artemis, clad in hunting gear, the newest fit from Lululemon, shifted impatiently in her seat, eager to swiftly release the hounds of modernity with gnashing teeth and beady eyes, menacing jowls slavering, tails whipping in anticipatory frenzy, Earth's demise drew ever closer. Wow, Adelaide, that is such a very, very good poem. I I mean, look, from the Greek gods to Ben and Jerry to Netflix, talk about hounds of modernity. Maybe that's the trick with excellent writing is that it can enfold so much of our lives and make it poetic material. You do that with this poem. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I just really wanted to show the contrast, I guess, and thought it would be kind of a cool idea to put something so ancient into such a modern scenario. Right. And as a result, you bring the ancient here, and I feel them even more. Thank you. Thank you so much. This week on The Slowdown, we're playing a different word game every episode. And today's game is... Simile. Like, whoa. A simile is a figure of speech that compares one thing to another in order to make the description more vivid. For example, he jumped around like a caffeinated grasshopper. Or she was as chilly as a popsicle. Exactly. For this challenge, we each got a list of incomplete similes. We'll each get 30 seconds on the clock, and we'll read off similes for the other person to finish. The goal is to get through as many as possible in 30 seconds, and whoever completes the most wins. Sound good, Adelaide? Yes. All right, here we go. The apple juice was as yellow as... A sunset. The supermarket was so cold it felt like... A sweatshirt. Nice. The baked potato looked like... A shriveled face. (laughs) That's great. Um, (laughs) When she gave him the ring, his face opened up like... A stage curtain. 
Ah. All right, Adelaide. Your turn. You got 30 seconds starting now. The breeze was as gentle as... Um, a child's... A mother's hand on a child's back. Very cool. The black cat danced as gracefully as... A ballerina. Ooh. Her handwriting was as messy as... Uh, tree branches. <laughs> oh, I love that one. The clown typed away on the keyboard like... An an office worker at his desk. <laughs> Major, you got four. <laughs> and Adelaide, you got five. Oh my gosh, I think that means I won. You did win. <laughs> now, before we go, let's listen to a haiku from a young poet. We asked kids around the U.S. to send us their poetry. And we got this one about dragons from Natalie and Sylvie in New Brighton, Minnesota. Fast flying lizards, beating wings and gleaming scales, bright burning breath. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a beautiful poem. Agreed. If you have a haiku you'd like to submit or feedback you'd like to share, please head to slowdownshow.org slash contact and send us your thoughts. And that's it for today's episode of The Slowdown. This episode was produced by Rosie DuPont, Micah Kilbon, and Maria Wartell, with help from Erica Krause and Beth Perlman. Our editor was Molly Blue, with engineering by Josh Savage. Original music was composed by Alexis Quadrado, with a remix by Mark Sanchez. Beth Perlman is our executive producer, and the executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Benjamin Weiner and Asia Wadud. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending, like, all my tips. I was definitely spending, like, $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.